Welcome to the Manager Track, the leadership podcast where we help ambitious managers across the ranks become confident and competent leaders people love to work for. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw. Can I be friends with my direct reports? I mean, we kind of used to be good buddies and then I got promoted and I'm now their boss and it's been a little awkward. I'd still like to be friends because I really like them, but I don't know how to handle this. This is a question that I get so often when I do management trainings in organizations. And this is a tricky one. In fact, I recently published a post on this on LinkedIn. And while a lot of people agreed with my opinion, which I will get to in a moment, there were also people who disagreed with me, which I love because this is a controversial topic and it is something where it's not a one size fits all. But here is my argument of why I recommend to put a line between friends and your manager or your direct reports, depending on which person you are in this relationship. If you listen to me for a little more than just this past 10 seconds, then you know that I don't believe in one size fits all. But my two second answer is no, unfortunately not. I want to talk about why this is my opinion and what to do if you're caught in a situation where you're either moving up from peer to boss or you find yourself in a friendship with a direct report or with your boss. Look, this is a personal topic. This is something that goes to the core for many people because we like having friends and because it makes us feel good and because there are always reasons of why our friendship is an exception. But if you're asking me for an opinion and a recommendation and I want to answer with good consciousness, my answer has to be no. So let's unpack this a little bit and talk about what makes this so challenging. Now, first, I want to define what friendship really means, because being friends doesn't mean that you're being friendly, that you have lunch with people, that you go for coffee with people, that you have personal conversations with them. In fact, I hope you know so much about me that you know how much I advocate for relationship building and developing trust in all your relationships, but in my context, particularly the work relationships, because It all starts there. If you really want to motivate people, you want to get the best out of people, you want to build long-lasting relationships that serve you not just within a job, but for the rest of your career. So people trust you, you collaborate well, you avoid micromanaging, you avoid disengagement and all of that. It boils down to trust and the way to develop trust starts with building relationships. So getting to know people understanding where they're coming from, what they like, what they dislike, what shaped them in their lives, knowing their family members, speaking about their kids or their spouses or partners and asking about them, being curious, being invested in them personally are all things that are awesome that will make you the leader people love to work for. But that is different than a friendship that you would have with a college buddy or with a neighbor or with someone else that you have a close friendship with. So if I look at my life, the people that I have a close friendship with, those are people that I feel like I can share personal and intimate details, that I can go and I can have no filters, right? I can be totally honest. I can share things that make me look good or make me not look good. I don't have to 
worry about them liking me or how they perceive me because I have so much trust in them and that's what makes our friendship work. On the other side, in a manager and employee relationship, there are things such as getting to know each other personally, right? But then in the context of the organization, both of you are getting paid and were hired to act in the interest of the organization and not in the interest of the friendship. So let's bring up a, an example. Let's, assume, let's take an example. We're great friends and you tell me that your husband or your wife received an offer to be transferred across country to a different city and you as a family are contemplating a relocation. At the same time, I get pulled into a leadership meeting and we're discussing an assignment for a high stake, high visibility project. Now, people in the room generally think that my friend should own that project. So I'm now in the situation where I'm going to be torn because on one hand, I don't want to take that away from my friend, right? If he or she should be assigned to this project and they deserve it and they should know about it and they should be able to take that opportunity. At the same time, I also know that they might relocate in a few weeks and then someone else will have to jump in and take over, which would not be in the best interest of the organization. So let's assume that I pretend I wouldn't know about the relocation and my friend gets the opportunity to lead that project. Two weeks later, that person says, hey, I have to unfortunately resign and I'm leaving because we're relocating. My boss may say, hey, look, I know that you're friends. Did you know about this? Now, what am I going to say? I'm going to say like, yes, I knew about it and didn't say anything in the meeting. My boss's perception of me and trust in me may now be impaired. These are small things, but they start adding up. Or something else, where there are two people who are going for a promotion on my team. One of them I'm really close friends with. In fact, I'm like the godmother of their son. The other person I don't talk to outside of the work context. This promotion is now up and it's between the two people. Now, my friend gets the promotion. What will the rest of the team think? Unless there is high trust in place already, if there's a glimpse of mistrust, people will perceive this as favoritism. Even though it was not favoritism at all, my friend is actually the better choice. But others in the organization may not see that. They don't know about all these things. And so they could interpret it as favoritism because they know that you have a personal friendship with that direct report. If I had chosen the other person and given a promotion to the other guy or gal on the team, my friend now may feel a bit of a betrayal because they may thought that they deserved it more and it could create friction in the friendship. Whether that's conscious or not, the lines are really blurry. It's a gray zone and I coach on the negative side effects that occur from blurring the lines and not setting clear boundaries all the time. Now, I want to say something really specifically here because the people who disagree with me, they either haven't yet been in a tough situation where they noticed that there's a conflict of interest if they are employed and they have a direct report on their team and they're close friends with, not just friendly behavior, but really a personal friendship. Or they are experienced leaders who have gained a lot of trust just based on their experience and their impact. And so they have leadership maturity to a level where they 
one, don't need to worry so much about perception and trust as someone who's newer in their leadership role. They've gained trust over time in that particular organization. And they have the lead, the, the maturity to set the boundaries and act objectively and understand the side effects and impacts on the friendship and on the relationship with the organization. Those people, though, are more the exception than the rule. So on that LinkedIn post that I shared, someone commented about the friendship between Mark Zuckerberg and Sheryl Sandberg. Now, for one, we don't actually know what their friendship looks like. They clearly have a really strong partnership, but they also have clearly developed an immense amount of trust and credibility within the organization. And they both have an immense amount of leadership maturity that they bring to light. So for me, as let's say a first time manager, a couple of years into my leadership role, or even five, 10 years or new in an organization, that is a very different situation. And I want to highlight this because maturity of people people who struggle with this question, can I be friends or not, have not developed the same leadership maturity that Cheryl or Mark Zuckerberg have developed over years, decades of leading. Now, again, I want to reiterate the importance of building relationships because I'm not saying that you should be distant and cold and you should have two lives, like your personal life and then your life at work. You're showing up as one person, you're building relationships. It's just not the same friendship that you have at work as you do at home. And if you do find yourself in situations where you are friends, either because you developed this friendship early on or because it's just a natural thing of working with someone really well, liking your boss, for example, and you start developing friendship. I, by the way, love my former boss. I think to this day, she is a great friend of mine. But while I was her direct report, I saw her as my boss. It was not the same friendship that I have with my girlfriend that I see on a Saturday night. It was different. There were different layers and I had to have this awareness at any given time that she is my boss and I did not want to put her into a difficult situation. And I also didn't want to do or say anything that would change the perception people have at work. So if I were to go out on a Saturday night, drink a little bit too much and then say things that were inappropriate, even if I could forget about it, she may have altered her perception of me. I've definitely been in the role where someone else that either I looked up to or that was on my team crossed the boundaries and I changed and altered the perception from then onwards. And it wasn't in their favor. So we have to be just eyes wide open when we're engaging in a, a friendship. And again, friendship as the same that you would have with your guy friends or your girlfriends. That's what we're talking about here. Not just being friendly and personal and developing relationships. Two different things. Okay, so when you're finding yourself in a situation like this, the best thing that you can do is to bring it up and talk about that elephant in the room, meaning that you have a meeting with them, you go for lunch, a coffee, or maybe you, if you just got promoted and now you're no longer peer, but you are the boss, you want to bring this up and say like, hey, look, I noticed there's a bit of a conflict of interest or I noticed at times it's awkward because I am now in this leadership role and sometimes I have to pursue the interests of the organization and do the things that I was hired for. And that puts me in an awkward situation. And I get it might be awkward for you too. So I want to talk about it. 
talk about what this means for each other, talk about the boundaries that say like, hey, don't tell me if you want to leave this job. Don't tell me if you're going to move. Don't tell me things that would impact my ability to lead you objectively. Um, don't expect any favoritism from me because I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to engage in any of that. I'm going to treat you just like everyone else in terms of the way I give feedback to you, the, the opportunities I present so that performance is assessed fairly. And I want to keep the perception at work really professional. And here's what I think we need to do in order to achieve that. On the other hand, you're the counterperson, the other person here, be this your boss or be this your direct report, could then jump in and bring up the needs that they have and the boundaries that they want to set for themselves so that you can sustain a relationship with them and still execute really well on your job and not be perceived as someone who executes favoritism with certain people on their team. Whether that's true or not, those are perceptions and stories that people make up when they know that we are in a personal friendship with some people, but not others on our team. So as a quick recap, the, the challenge with employee-manager relationships is that there is a blurry zone in between and sooner or later usually leads to a conflict of interest that could either negatively impact your friendship Assuming this is a true friendship, right? Not being friendly with someone, not just building a relationship with someone, not just being personal with someone, but a true friendship that's different from the relationships that you have with everyone else on the team or the relationship that you have with the organization. So one of the two is likely going to be impaired sooner or later if you blur the lines. Now, are there exceptions to the rule? Absolutely. If you have built strong leadership maturity and if you have high trust in an organization where the likelihood of others to perceive you as executing favoritism with certain people on your team because of your personal relationships with them, then there is good reasons for you to keep on and fostering those relationships and nurture them. But for everyone else, I would caution you to not blur those lines. And if you find yourself in the gray zone because you really like the people you work with or your boss or the direct reports, then simply bring it up. Have a conversation. Talk about this before you enter a conflict of interest. So talk about possible situations where it's awkward. Talk about certain boundaries. Talk about expectations. Talk about what to say, what not to say, topics to talk about, topics not to talk about, events you're okay participating in, events you're not okay participating in, right? If you take care of that and being really conscious with your friendships, then you can uh, mitigate some of the risk that a conflict of interest and an, a negative impact could occur in either your relationship with the organization or the relationship with your direct reports. I hope you find this helpful. This is truly a perspective from someone who coaches leaders and people who are in, in friendship relationships with their bosses or their direct reports a lot. And I see the challenges. And so there's certain ways to prevent those. And with foolish consciousness, I do not recommend it. I'd be highly aware and careful with blurring those lines, especially if you are new in an organization where you're still building trust and credibility. And if you're newer to leadership, let's say within your first uh, five to 10 years of leadership experience. 
Now, if you have questions, specific questions about this, then send a message to Ramona at RamonaShaw.com or connect with me on LinkedIn so we could chat. If you found this helpful and know someone else who would benefit from hearing this, please share it along and give it a five-star review so other people can benefit from this information as well. And that's it for today. I'll talk to you in our next episode of the Manager Track Podcast. If you love this show, then you'll love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.